cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Yeah, I guess we're doing it. Monday night. You! Yay! <laughs> Cheers! Energy! Oh yeah, you've got to reach real far for your beer. Uh, Cheers. Uh, yeah, that's the problem with cans. <laughs> They're very trendy, but they don't click. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you introducing? Do, do you want to introduce, introduce it? I know, but I love when I'm like, Lisa, go for it. No, I'll introduce you because you've got heaps to talk about with um, the beer and the feedback. Mm. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. <laughs> <laughs> I want to remember some of the Eggman ones. But... <laughs> Welcome back to another week of Beers, Beats and Battlestar Galactica, where we, Malia and Lisa, take you through the sci-fi original series, Battlestar Galactica. It's yeah. a Monday night. Um, we are keeping the energy up, though. Monday. Woo! Lisa's yeah. got some pretty interesting beers this week. What have you got for us, Lisa? So, on theme, we went for a <laughs> supersonic beer. Which is a shout out to Sharon, who hmm. sends out those supersonic, and her supersonic waves. Beams, I don't know if that's actually beams. the word, the right word for what she did, but it seems close Some enough to me. Some kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's brewed in Northern Sydney, and I know we usually have, you know, the competitive Sydney mm, vibe, but we yeah. went for it anyway. It's a double IPA, so even though we're only having one, because school night, it is like two standard drinks. So that was not well done. But or it was very well done. It's delicious. Effective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's quite delicious um, by Nomad Brewing Company. So I will post that up on Twitter for everybody. Lovely. And it is sponsored today by Steve Jeffrey, who's our first episode sponsor, which Thanks, is really exciting. Steve. Um, we put up a... Yay, um, So we put up a, um, on our Twitter page a link to our Ko-fi page, which is basically a place where you can sponsor us for an episode. Um, and so we will, throughout the episode today, give Steve a call sign um, because we love giving call signs and I have enough. <laughs> and you've got enough, so we need someone else in my to name maybe at this point. carry yes. some of those quips that we, you know, come yeah. across during the ep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So look out for that. That's going to be um, exciting. Yay. Yeah, so if you donate um, to sponsor one of our episodes in the future, we'll find you a call sign too. Yep. We can't promise what it'll be or how good, but it will come up during the episode. It depends. And if you want to, I mean... <laughs> Probably depends on the episode. It really does. <laughs> so you're taking a risk there. Um, we also send really great uh, listener feedback. Oh, yeah. um, so we are a little bit behind. So full disclosure, like obviously we've done the weekly podcast to release fortnightly because Christmas um and so this is feedback for two episodes ago Mm. um but it's about the uh outfits Mm. um so I think we talked about Rosalind's outfit on COBOL um and how very dressed up it was (laughs) apparently it was supposed to reflect the fact that she literally had three changes of clothes before Mm -hmm. um this is from our our fan Anna um and so she only had pantsuits, um, apparently. Um, but what's funny about that is that there's a lilac suit in the first, like in the miniseries that never gets seen again. Yeah, that's so <laughs> right. Now you, now that Anna mentions that, I yeah. remember that suit because yeah. it's kind of like 2003 fashion. Yeah. Um, so That is so true. It's funny. So maybe, I don't know, who knows what happens to Okay, that, Anna, so. we want your feedback on Alan Ty's um, pantsuits yes, when please. we get to that episode. Absolutely. <laughs> we um, have questions. It Probably we won't address it on the podcast till next year, but we can definitely have a Twitter conversation <laughs> about it. Um, and then also she shares her theory about the Cylons. Mm. Um, so her theory is that the memories, um, do a periodical backups and then share them with all the copies of the same model. 
Um, like a hard reset. Yeah, or yeah. Yeah. Um, so that would explain in the two episodes ago why Sharon um, didn't Knew die. some things, yeah, but yep. not everything yep. from her former life. That's, yep. And then <laughs> the last comment, sorry, there's a, there's a lot of feedback, but it's really great. It's we love it. So keep it coming. Um, is that about COBOL, apparently... Um, it's a mix. The reason why they don't want to live there is a mixture of the silent knowledge of the planet mm. and the religious historical implications involved, which is kind of mm. what you said, I think. Um, they knew the humans had lived there, but there was a reason that they left. Yeah. Um, Bad juju. Yeah, absolutely. So it's basically that. Um, also, the scriptures mentioned about the payment in blood thing. Um, but yeah, so she said... Those random people died that yeah, we didn't know exactly. the names of, but you know, bad shit went down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, yeah. Okay. So that was I'll the feedback. Yeah. And then it was just like a thank you. And then in regards to last week's episode, apparently that song that I dissed mm. um, that the end. And mm. the, did we say that this was the opening from the original series? Because like, no. it's actually the opening. So the music oh, theme like the, in the her documentary is an homage series. to the original BSG. Gotcha. So it's opening from that series. So gotcha. I dissed it. And I'm sorry <laughs> for all of the original BSG fans. Um but that's all the feedback. So thank you very much, Anna, for all your informative info. Yeah. Double. That was yeah. unnecessary to say both those words. Informative info. It is a Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> and Lisa is on her beer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So thank you. Keep it all yeah, coming. Thank you. That's, um, that's actually really interesting. I do at some point want to go back and watch the original. Well, go back. I haven't actually watched the original one, but I would be interested to see because, like, obviously, we there's can do a that lot after of... season four. <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> see about that. <laughs> no, I would like to go back and watch it at some point. So it's always interesting to see what they've kept and what they've preserved. Yep. You know, obviously, we are both fans of Tom Sarek, and yep. so even though um, Richard Hatch was Apollo, I would argue that he is way better used in this series. Absolutely. Um, being, like, you know, I being mean, unless Apollo the Tom was Zarek like character. Less, I mean, I don't think Apollo was in love with with Starbuck in the um yeah, unless it was, yeah, exactly. Unless it was a very progressive show for the time. I don't think but, it was. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't either. Um, um, cool. Well, should we get into this I episode? Think we should. We're Let's in episode nine, in season two. Um, it's called Flight of the Phoenix, and it was directed by Michael Nankin and written by David Weddle and Bradley Thompson. Um, Weddle and Thompson have written a number of episodes before, but I don't believe that Michael Nankin has um, directed an episode, which you know, like I don't think the direction of the episode was neither here nor there. Like mm. there was, it wasn't like that one episode where we were like, who directed this? Yeah. <laughs> this is interesting. Wait, wasn't that the one that... Yeah, that Adama yeah. directed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I... So I thought this episode was fine. Yeah, I think fine is the perfect word It was to just describe fine. It. Yeah, it was just fine. Like there was... There was nothing really. Yeah. It was just like, <clears throat> okay. It was neat. Yeah, I'm like, it was good. It wasn't great. Mm. But there were only a few cringy things. Like, there weren't that many things where I was like, oh, my God, this is so cringy. I can't handle it. They did do the flashbacks again. They did. I have a note about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but it definitely, for me, this really felt like a middle of the season. Let's move things along, mm. but, like, not do anything, like, too crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, just... Safe, table setting fine. and kind of, yep. like, you know, moving what they needed to move along at this kind of mm. midpoint in the season. Yeah. But yeah, look, you know, I didn't, I didn't mind it. Definitely not a standout for me, but I think all these descriptions. Fine, are, yeah, fine is the fine. perfect <laughs> episode. Time. Fine with a capital F. Yeah, yep. Um, should we get into the beat by beat Let's then? Do it. Because we have no further feelings. No, nope. fine. I think we summed it up pretty well. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, beat by beat. 
Um, I'm at the moment. I'm just doing beat by beat, literally all the same plot line, like yep. one by one by one, just yep. because it seems to be at the moment mostly just on you know yeah. Galactica or yeah, know, one plot line. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I'm just gonna whip through them and you know jump Go in whatever. Um, we open with the chief and Hilo going about their days. Mm-hmm. Um, the chief struggles with fixing a ship. Hilo finds himself an outcast with the other pilots because he's branded a Cylon lover. I think um, a Cylon fracker is not yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, that was G-rated version. Yeah. Um, but Starbuck defends him, mm-hmm. um, which I think is earned. Um, Absolutely. We've seen that you know she kind of has like a begrudging respect for his decisions, mm. um, and also we know that Starbuck's like a very loyal person, yeah. so she'll kind of like go in for the people that she cares about. Also, I think like she makes pretty valid point that like. He has really like been out there in it mm-hmm. compared to them, and it's not that they haven't seen any battle, but like really comparatively, like Hilo was like living on Caprica yeah. by himself, like uh, radiation poisoning. Yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So like he really did it tough, and I think she makes a really good point about that. And I guess in some ways, like when she's defending Hilo about like what he's gone through, yeah. that's kind of a parallel to what Anders is going through or has gone through, mm. you know, being basically stuck back on Caprica after yeah. everyone has left and having to survive. Anders. Yeah. Got to keep him in front yeah. and center of our memory. I know. Yeah. I know. Pour one out. No, yeah. he's not like dead or anything, but you know, yeah. we're waiting. Yeah. We're waiting. We're, we're eagerly awaiting his return. His return. Mm. I mean, not nothing on Apollo, but... Uh, Anyway, um, we see the chief struggling with his ship mm-hmm. in a very heavy-handed flashback. Every yeah, there's a lot of heavy-handed. This show in this really does not do flashbacks well. No, it's like um, I know I'm going to bring it up, and you haven't seen Game of Thrones, but I remember for the like when Game of Thrones started. I saw the first two seasons. Okay, yeah. so like the the you know. The showrunners were like, we're not going to do any flashbacks mm. ever. And people were like, but how are they going to show all the flashbacks that were in the books? And, like, they ended up doing flashbacks. Mm. But I think that it was a bold claim and a good claim, I mm. think, for showrunners to set themselves to be like, we're not going to, like, rely on basically mm. exposition in a scene to do the heavy lifting of what we need to communicate or could communicate with, like, but an actor. But it's also so you know? unnecessary. It is. It's like, we know what he's gone through. Yeah. We've watched it. Yeah. We saw it. Yeah. Um, oh, I felt like that was a very unnecessary flashback so and unnecessary. it was very heavy handed. Of course. But, you know, he reminisces about Boomer and their relationship and he's sad about it. Um, and then Callie gets released from the brig and everyone's like, yay, but the chief isn't because mm. he's sad because of his flashbacks. And, Tyr- <laughs> and Hilo's sad because he's being bullied and they're both sad because, like, you know, Boomer yeah. <laughs> life. Yeah. Um, they have this like bonding moment, I guess, um, over her like Boomer's inability to like land her ship historically, mm. but it kind of is over in like a minute. Felt like they just put that in to be like, whoa, it will be so like um, you know, daunting when they when they fight each other. But it, I don't know. I was like, yeah, are they friends though? I don't think we've ever seen them be like chummy. Well, I mean, you you would think that they would know each other, but it seems yeah. like Hilo was in love with Boomer for quite a while before. Yes. Like and he knew what, that she had a relationship with yeah, the chief because, yeah. like, when she first comes back for him on Caprica, he's like, or, you know, makes, yeah, like, yeah. the moves. He's like, oh, well. Yeah. But, yeah, I can't imagine that they're chummy. Also, like, we, we kind of know that hierarchy um, has defined a lot of these people's relationships mm. uh, historically. So they might all, like, play cards together, but, like, you never really see the chief or, like, his crew while you do see them bonding mm. with other people, but you don't really see the chief spending that much time with other people. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Callie comes back. 
Um, there's a lot of hooch in this episode. Have you noticed that? Like, so Callie's like, welcome back. And there's like a bunch of like hooch being like drunk and slung around. Yeah, but that's and because then, like, Cyril's been making it yeah, for I everyone. Know. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was funny that like, we haven't really, like we've all, mm. like you and I have been asking for like episodes, like where is everyone getting their liquor? Yeah. Particularly Ty. And then this episode is like, oh, Tyrrell just like ha- makes it. Yeah. <laughs> Illegally. Yeah. Secretly. I mean, we, I think we saw but him I doing something like that su- last season. But yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Didn't I think, it no, it wasn't him. It was his peeps last yeah, season and he covered for yeah. them and then this season oh, yeah. i think what i think it's only a recent thing because he's trying to get parts of the ship or yeah something, right something. Yeah. yeah when he needs to he can he can draw on those strengths yeah. um yeah so he, uh that was the scene so callie comes back without any like well you know like there's a lot of very quick kind of they're they're connected but they're all equally like not that important mm. you know like it's like this and then this and then this and this is what i mean when i feel like this is a very table setting episode yeah it was like hey callie's out of the brig hey Hilo's struggling with like assimilating back into the culture mm. hey so the chief's having a tough time hey they're building a ship like it was very like da, da, yeah, da, yeah, da, yeah. Da. and because of that i didn't really feel like there was the emotional weight yeah. that maybe they were going for yeah anyway callie came back that 30 days went really really fast yeah so i think we made a bit of a jump yeah. In time. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because it seems like Boomer's, like, been, well, uh, Sharon got put back in the um, cell after her, like, pregnancy episode, mm. which was, like, not really resolved, mm. um, but is, like, fine. And I assume she wouldn't have just, like, a day after Deanna submitted the DVD or whatever, the yeah. video, she was, like, fine. So, yeah. yeah, that. And then also people just being, like, tired and cranky and all of that. I feel like. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah it's been a time jump, but. Yeah. So at least, yeah, 30 days. Um, so Callie's back. Um, there's a lot of tension and, and fatigue in the fleet, which we saw in the last episode, mm. but I think, you know, if, if I, I think you're right, like the 30 days period has passed, then it makes sense that they'd be even more tired and mm. depressed. Um, racetrack's really kind of out of it and, and down. Um, and she's sparring, like Starbuck is kind of like, uh, I guess like sparring with her a bit mm. verbally, um, it's interesting, like, they have... So they have this conversation where Racetrack's kind of, like, this whole thing is, like, so pointless, I'm mm. so exhausted. And Starbuck's like, well, too bad. Like, whatever, we're mm. fracked. Um, but we learn, like... So Racetrack has that, like, throwaway kind of line where she's, like... She mentions, like, a half-assed planetarium show. Mm. So that was really interesting because I... Remember how we were, like, what actually happened on COBOL and how is it communicated to everyone that then, like, they were, like, we're going to Earth now. Like, mm. we, were, we're, we were already going to Earth because, you know, Dharma told everyone. But, like, now we've got a map. Yeah. Um, so for Racetrack to refer to it as, like, a half-assed planetarium show, I'm like, I wonder what the comms were mm. because it wasn't clear and you made the point of, like, where they went how they got back, yeah. what they saw, how they interpreted it. It's like, like you it collectively happening. all like stumble on some acid. Yeah. Sorry, there's just youths shrieking around our house. Youths, the youths. We really have a lot of teenagers <gasps> in this apartment. Old man yells out and of I, Yeah, old man yells at the sky. <laughs> I really do get cranky about them all. Um, but that's fine. <laughs> I really am. I'm like at home on a Saturday a night. I'm like, Ugh. I can confirm that. He can confirm <laughs> it. I hate like anyone younger Young than people. me no i don't hate anyone younger than me i hate most people under the age of 20 i can hear them again they're not even wearing shirts yeah yeah well <laughs> um, youth. i am racetrack and i am depressed <laughs> like racetrack this is, we this are is disappointing always, we are a racetrack <laughs> old and angry mm. um 
Yeah, no, anyway, so we don't know really what was what was communicated to the fleet about COBOL, but we know now that there was some kind of communication, at least to the Galactica crew, mm. that they're like, cool, we're going to pursue this Earth mission. Um, so I thought that was an interesting aside because um, mm. we haven't really had resolution on that um, of course not. information because, you know, we've got to move that plot along. Yep. Like, yeah. Um, Starbuck decides to hang out with Hilo instead, um, but then when Racetrack makes that kind of comment about a Cylon whore, um, Starbuck, you know, gets her back mm-hmm. up like she likes to do. Um, oh, and shit gets hectic. Shit gets hectic. Girl fight. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I like that Starbucks like really become, I feel like the show now is like, this is who Starbuck is and they're mm. not like trying to prove it anymore. And yeah. Katie Sackhoff just like goes around doing the same thing and it's like accepted now and yeah. fine, <laughs> um, which is good. Um, Hilo has like a chat about, um, he talks to like the chief about Sharon and his feelings towards Sharon, um, who the chief is like, well, this is awkward because me and Boomer were going to get married after our time on Galactica. I think it's a super weird situation it's to talk so about weird. dating the same person with the person that was dating them uh-huh. also. Like, it's yeah. kind of like being oh, on The Bachelor, what, you don't go to, like, all of your, like, ex's partners and, and have conversations them? with them Except about your that, like, future plans? My ex was dating my ex was dating a robot, well, you know, who's, like, cloned, and then I'm also dating them. Like, it's not even, like, oh, that relationship ended. It's like, oh, no, that version, because there are mini copies, <laughs> that version went rogue, shot someone, got, like, basically put down. And then there's this other version that you're dating who has all the same memories and, like, also the memories that we dated, but is, like, chill with it. <laughs> it's just like I, I get that Hilo is like I need learn to talk nothing from the movie her it's that they can love more than one person this is true yep. this is true well I mean we're making a lot of assumptions well yeah <laughs> that's like this whole podcast though so, yeah, so you know what what you're gonna do I and do yeah yeah folding in other pop culture references absolutely um I do find it just yeah I find it very weird it's that weird he decided comment. to yeah. talk to the chief about it the only logic I can think is like plot logic that they needed to move the plot along I mean also I guess in a way like maybe he feels as if the chief is someone who will understand what he's going through yeah that's if true if you can put it like that yeah like, that's true yeah. Mm. um but yeah anyway the chief is like pissed because he feels like an idiot and he lashes out about Hilo's baby being a freak. Hilo gets some backbone, pushes him out of the ship. Vanilla the versus ship. vanilla. Yes. <laughs> Lisa's so excited. She was like pounding the table. I was. <laughs> Sorry. And Tom's like turning down my mic. Hilo just like shoved, like he just like ratchets from like a like two to like a 12. Like he's just like, well, I'll throw you out of the ship. Exactly. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> but also VVV. Yeah. That's what's going on here. Yeah, this is true. This mm-hmm. is true. Um, well, Tyrrell goes for Hilo with a wrench at some point. Gets pretty heated. And then the chief is like, well, my Sharon's dead. And then that's the end of that exchange. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. very emotionally heated. There was a lot of tension. Well, one more thing happens before the opening credits. Dee's brain nearly gets... Brain? Hand? Dee nearly gets fried by the trans... <laughs> like... Well, she's got like a headset on, I remember now. So she's like got the headset yeah. on and it nearly gets like fried by the transmission. Yeah. Um, there's like the screeching transmission and then Gator's like, oh no, like it's the way that the tr- Cylons are going to like track and locate our whereabouts just in time for the opening credits. Just and in time. And a flash forward. <laughs> and then Dee's board blows up and we see a bunch of Cylon raiders heading straight for the fleet. That Those raiders coming from far is like ridiculous. It happens up the whole episode. I know, it's like, surely they just jump. Yeah. Yeah, it's like just keep showing them like approaching. Yeah. It's like, like still um, coming, still going. Yeah, it's like one of those um like parody like uh, 
climate change um like climate change is coming thing with the icebergs just like slowly slowly melting yeah no one can see it like quick enough so that it's like ah yeah exactly it's no thing (laughs) yeah i felt like that little scene was just like hey 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 keep watching we will have a plot there will be stuff going on there will be action this episode which Uh, we know the showrunners have said in the past they felt a lot of pressure to always have like action and tension in scenes mm. so yeah no that's that we had opening credits we had a flash forward um it was not that edgy no. But, you know, I know you're always a fan of the drums and the flash forward. I do like the drums. <laughs> there's, there's a call sign. I do like the drums. <laughs> okay. That's not actually a name. That's a phrase, but, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, D is helped off the CIC. Gator explains um, that the Cylons have looked like they've hacked the mainframe. Mm-hmm. Ty's really unhelpful. Gator. Yes, yeah. Gator. He I just, also, that's like, all my notes are. Ty clearly misunderstands coding. Also, because for him to just be like, go through every line, but fix it is like, that's not also, really how Ty things Ty is work. the last person to be calling anyone out for random rage. Yeah. Are you fracking kidding me? Yeah. Ty is like the worst person. I just, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, the audacity of this man. But were you so happy man. that Gator got up? Oh my God. I was so happy was about so Gator's good. rage and so angry that people delegitimized it. Yeah. I was like, he has every right. He's there every day yeah. working his he ass and D off. Are like, Him and D are carrying yeah. this team. And like, actually, I know he's like EXO, but like Ty doesn't do that much. Any Ty decision that he's nothing. going to make, Adama has to make. Mm. So it's like he executes the We all the saw decisions. what happened when Ty took over the decision making process. We all process. saw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Well, Adama seemed like he kind of got it, but he like pulled rank because like that's how military works, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, you know, uh, Gator has a bit of a yeah meltdown, which is fair. Totally Um, fair. Meanwhile, um, Tyrrell's having a meltdown about this ship that you know he's got to take out. Well, Apollo's actually more having a meltdown because he's like, "Why did you take this ship off rotation or commission or whatever?" And I don't understand this ship plot of them. Like, it's unfixable. Like, it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, it's. I kind of, like, okay, so the first thing I don't understand is why Apollo is like, but why can't we fly the ship when the chief is like, it's dangerous and unflyable and I can't let you fly it. And Apollo is like, but we need this ship. Mm. And then when the chief is like, I'll make you a new one, he's like, no, that won't work. (laughs) It's just, it's all very heavy handed. Like, Mm. this is all we have. Mm. Like, this is all we're going for. And like this whole plane thing it's just like it comes out of nowhere it's a bit ridiculous i don't buy it like and it's funny because in this like just after the chief has that mm. idea and like after it's seen with um apollo he you know starts like manically making this ship and mm. then the crew his crew are like that's not possible mm. e.g you're in my conversation yeah and he's just like well meh. but it's like the show almost like brings it up but he's like nah it doesn't matter <laughs> it's gonna work out it's gonna be fine <laughs> it's a ridiculous plot point it's fairly ridiculous considering like how understaffed they are and like I know everyone's working on it in their spare time and like they need meaning and all that but also it's like are there that many aerospace engineers just like around like you know we haven't seen there's no people I mean we can talk about the psychology of this and like side projects and how they are, they can actually make you work harder in your work time. Yeah for sure. But like yeah it's it's like the skill set to yeah yeah, like Mm -hmm. like I don't 
believe that people who work on the ship would generally in the military would generally be the ones making the ships mm. anyway it's it's um it's proven to not be fracking impossible but mm. you know it's it's the whole thing mm. um we have like two random scenes with Ros. well they're not random we have two i felt again with the table setting thing mm. very like just pushed into this episode to like make sure that they got that in like at this point in the season yeah so Rosalind like has this scene with doc cottle um he basically tells her like she has a month at the most to live which is yeah really full-on yeah and mary mcdonald like to her credit acts the hell out of this mm. scene um i feel like it's really awkwardly squashed into the middle of the episode scene yeah it really just like but i think a lot of her cancer scenes have been done yeah, that way like, absolutely just, like, awkwardly just put in oh and on to the oh, next thing gotta remember she <laughs> yeah, got cancer. she's got cancer remember <laughs> yeah like um yeah she does like she does a really good job mcdonald of like you know playing it mm. but i think just because it doesn't have space to even breathe there's yeah. a moment you're just like oh oh yeah that sucks yeah you know? yeah um there's like kind of disturbing scene after that where like sharon's image is being used as target practice for the captains i felt that i found that as like a throwaway thing i found that really that's unappealing really horrible yeah. also why are they wasting bullets and gunpowder i know right i like, know again <laughs> This is a thing that we keep coming people. back to resources. is like resources. Like surely if you've got like limited resources, you just don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Also like uh, Apollo's really aggro and I don't mm. feel like they... They have just, this weird conversation He's very about, bipolar. Like yeah. he's up and down and up and down. Like yeah. they don't give enough character time for us to understand Maybe why. he needs a brain scan. Maybe he does. Um, Walter should get on him. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I also thought it was really interesting how the, did the money bet on like um, Tyrrell making the ship because yeah. like they don't even, like money Money's doesn't even mean anything anymore. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's the point. It's like yeah. oh, my life savings, whatever. May as well bet it on this ship. Yeah, this, um, my note in this scene is like, is Starbuck the only person who doesn't have Mercury in retrograde at the moment? Like, everyone's <laughs> angry and like annoyed, and Starbuck's just like, whatever, it's fine, we're shooting, shooting yeah. the shit. Like, I mean, I know like there's like no oxygen and everyone Her goes a bit crazy. Her laugh is also amazing. <laughs> like, I just love Katie Sackhoff's laugh. It's so goofy. It is, it's yeah, so it's great. Very endearing. Yeah. Um, I really don't like the flirtiness between her and Apollo in this scene. I just rub my like eyes. It. I just forget that you can't see it. Like, I get that oxygen was going out of the room, but, like, is that what screwed with her brain? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, they're always nah, flirty. I know, so I know, yeah, they But, um, yeah, still. I don't know what we're supposed to take from this scene because, essentially, they're, like, I know it's, like, to prove that the silence can, like, inflict real danger, mm. but I didn't really feel like there was ever a threat that they would actually die in that I scene. I just, yeah, I didn't think they would die, and I also just didn't feel like, even with the loss of oxygen, that either of them would have responded in that way no. initially where they were laughing, like, you're a blueberry. Like, I just didn't buy that. No, I was just kind of... It more like took me out of the moment mm-hmm. than anything, mm. but um, you know, it was weird. But you know, yeah. Starbucks laugh, so yeah, the, yeah, MVP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Gator has another thing on his plate now because of this in the, this issue with um, Starbuck and Apollo and, and them nearly running out of oxygen. It emerges that, like, the environmental system guidelines um, are playing up, so it's, like, basically the virus is getting worse. Mm. Um, Bolter chimes in with some unhelpful feedback. 
Um, well, it's helpful, Classic. but it's like delivered so unhelpfully. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they, I think, don't they complain? He's like, do you want my help or not? Do you want to live? Yeah. He's like very dramatic. So dramatic. Histrionic so kind dramatic. of bolter yes. behavior. Yeah. Yes. Uh, even after he's like, it's extremely difficult to eradicate. Like, mm. well, you know, you don't just drop by, like drop like pessimism bombs and then be like, all right, bye. <laughs> but, you know. <clears throat> Um, jam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just said that as I was looking at the homemade jam on your bench. Oh, yeah. I totally made that jam. That's amazing. Did you no, know? No, I'm being sarcastic. My oh, dad made the jam. I make jam? Yeah, I know. Jam is great, but it's I just don't. Make. My dad makes so much of it. I was like, give me heaps of it. <laughs> and I'll give it to people and pretend it was my Christmas that I made <laughs> Oh, you myself. better believe I won't even try to pretend because someone will be like, oh, what do you do? And I'll be like, no. Anyway, <laughs> Monday nights, we digress. Um, after the heuristic virus kind of conversation, mm. Dharma tells Apollo to get Hilo to run it past Sharon. Because <laughs> apparently we're in like, you know, high school. It's like that, um, it's like Harry Bar-Bar, Potter, Bar-Bar, but Bar-Bar, it's like Pavati told Dean who told yeah. this person, who told this person that Hagrid's looking for you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like my entire high school experience. <laughs> um, the chief continues on with his new ship project without anyone helping him because... He's got a bunch of sour pusses working for mm-hmm. him. But also, you know, they did say it was fracking impossible. Yeah. Um, but but then one of them sees him struggle with the wing mm-hmm. and they offer a hand. It's heart, heart touching. And soon everyone just joins in. Yeah. Apparently it just took about five minutes for everyone to go, oh, fine. Yeah. Um, That's the theme of this episode. Yeah. True. Fine. <laughs> fine. Um, and Adama watches over them approvingly, mm. like like the dad he is, mm-hmm. um, until he. Hears, I don't know if yeah. you know this, but he considers them all family. I think he might have mentioned it on one occasion <laughs> or something. He's very subtle about these things. I mean, he's you know you really never know what he's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know he's he's torn away from watching his his children, as it were, because um, D has to tell him things are getting worse with the virus. Mm-hmm. Um, Poor D. Yeah. D and Gator, like, this is why, like, they, you know, deserve, they command respect because mm-hmm. they have to do all the shit kicking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Adama tells Ty about the Chief's, you know, chip project. Ty isn't very supportive. What a surprise. Mm-hmm. And then Adama's like, well, I want to, like, keep it because it's giving them hope. Now, do you think that hope is an important theme of this episode? I, you know, I think it might be a theme. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know. They're really subtle about it. Oh, this and show's always really subtle. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes this show is subtle. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, in the next scene, it was not subtle at all. Dean Apollo oh, boxing. my God, though. Like... What do you think about this? Come on. The chemistry. I think I have in capitals that it's really hot. <laughs> like, I'm obviously not a big fan of Apollo. Mostly D is hot. But that's good chemistry, right? Yeah. Whew. Yeah, Oof. my note is like, it seems dot, 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 very flirty. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, speaking of heavy-handed. And then Billy comes and ruins it all. Yeah, I don't know why Billy's there. I guess because, like, the president was getting her check up with Doc Cottle, but it's not really clear on timeline. So I think he timing. was just there to show that he's awkward and that her and Apollo have um, better chemistry. And that Billy's there. And that Billy's there. Because we might have forgotten otherwise. <laughs> yeah, true. He really hasn't we been around that much. We try to forget. Mm. Um, but apparently yeah. he's got all the qualities of a president. All the qualities. That was such a lie. Mm. Um, Hilo has a chat with Sharon and he asks her if she has any mentions of the chief before, inverted commas, mm. she met Hilo. Um, and she says that she does. Mm. And he's like, well, do you still love him? And she's 
She replies in like a really touching way, I think. Again, like that that moment didn't have enough room to breathe because they had to like quickly get to like the exposition mm. of her helping. But I think it was nice that she was like, I think it was nice. But, you know, like I, I think her response was satisfactory mm. in that she was like, you know, I can't like, it's like any relationship. If yeah. you've been in other relationships, you can't. And as a partner, you can't just be like, well, what about this? But what about that? Yeah, it's like you have other people that you love. They'll always be in your heart. They don't go away. Yeah, and you yeah. can't like, you know, unless you're in the movie Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, you can't just like go and forget about them. <laughs> if um, only. I know. Yeah. But um, I think that she gives a really fair answer, mm. which is that like, you know, you and like our child are like what I care about now. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Hilo's happy about that. So he's just like, cool, well, let's get on to this bunch of numbers that, you know, Boulder printed off for me. Yeah. Um, and Sharon has this, like, internal meltdown. Like, she just kind of, like, glazes over for a minute. Yeah. And then she's like, I need to talk to Adama. Yeah. Um, she basically tells Hilo that the virus is going to turn galactic systems against them. Mm. Um, and in a couple of hours, Asylum's going to be there to kill them all because they're not apparently moving fast enough in that cut two shot. Look, man, it's a slow ride. It's a slow, slow but, um, ride. I also think what's really interesting here is that she says that she's a liability. Mm. And it doesn't really match with the whole Cylon cinema yay baby thing mm. from last episode. Like mm-hmm. last episode, it seemed like it was really important for the Cylons for her to have this child. So it doesn't make sense to me that they... No she'd be considered a liability. No, I don't think so either. Mm. I almost feel like that would be her, like, thinking that's what they would want to hear. Mm. Like, Mm. she would know that it's, like, super important because that was her original mission was, Mm. like, get pregnant. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I found... Yeah, you're right. Mm. Um, Apollo goes to check out the Sheaves... The Sheaves? The Sheaves? Wow. Sheaves. Even on the strong beer. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so anyway, the Chief... It's still going with his ship, which is a, a focus of this episode. Yeah. Um, and Apollo goes to check it out. Now, like, Starbucks helping, Dee's helping, everyone's helping. How um, touching. And I think, actually, though, it's when, like, Ty, so Ty comes past and he, like, compliments Apollo for not being a part of it. And I feel like at that point, Apollo's like, oh, maybe I'm, like, on the wrong side of the fence. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like if Ty's complimenting you, you're like, oh, my, my values are, are not right. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, then, then Ty uh, catches the chief, as you pointed out before, making Hooch to trade for parts. Mm. Um, Ty continues to be unpleasant about the ship because that's just like his favourite hobby is to be unpleasant. He also takes some booze. He does. Um, <laughs> Which he says, very, yeah. on, very on brand for Ty. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, when the chief is like, this ship is all I have left, Ty has a moment, yeah. you know, he, he has a moment of humanity and kind of makes this offhand comment about getting some obsolete parts of another ship. Yeah. that could be useful but as you point out he does take some hooch because yeah. he's not a bro- above bribery no and also he's an alcoholic so yeah i mean what else are you gonna do what you're gonna do now we know now we know exactly um some mysteries are being answered but i still have questions about alan ty's outfits mm-hmm. um Anna, returns... help us yeah <laughs> um Roslyn returns adama's book even though he did tell her he yep. lend a book. Mm-hmm. So, well, I've got to return your books then. <laughs> yeah, that was all a heavy handed way for you, me to tell you to <laughs> return um, Linda Goodman's love signs. <laughs> <laughs> but what about if I need the love of my life? 
I will call you and read it to you on the phone. No, I won't. They're long chapters. Um, anyway, Rosalind returns the book because, you know, she's dying and she's just, like, giving him back all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, but he kind of opens up to her about the virus. He tells her it could be a prelude to, like, a bigger attack. Rosalind looks pretty distressed but, like, composed because I guess she's, like, glad that he's, like, actually speaking to her directly instead of you know we're kind of starting to see them trust each other i think Mm. um but again this was such a small scene between so many other scenes i was like okay cool yep all right yeah um and at the same in like an intercut scene gator and bolter propose that they restart all the systems and Mm. and restore them using like pre-war backups um, Ty typically disagrees, but Gator's like, well, Ty Dharma's has already nothing helpful it. to offer. Nothing. But is a naysayer for everything. Yeah. It's like the worst colleague ever. <laughs> it's like that person who sits in meetings and like, nah, nah. And you're like, cool, nah. what's you're your like, solution? And, and they're, they're like, like, nah, 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 don't want to work. Don't exactly, like it. Exactly, exactly. Worse. Yep. Annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, anyway, Gator kind of like rebuffs him by being like, well, Dharma's already considering it. Um, <laughs> But it doesn't even matter because Adama's like, well, I've got a different solution because Sharon is going to help me. Mm. Um, oh, sorry, I skipped a bit where he t- talked to Rosalind about not knowing if he could trust Sharon. Mm. And Rosalind's like, well, they're experts at manipulation, but, you know, your experience is probably clouded because, oh, no, she's, your previous experiences with this model um, may be limiting, you know, clouding your judgment. It's mm. like, well, yeah, he was shot. Like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of fair. <laughs> it's kind of fair. But she agrees that they could find common ground. Mm. Um, and so, you know, Adama makes that happen. Um, he brings Sharon out of the brig to the CIC. To chain around her neck is yeah. like real, it's real necessary. Nah. To walk it's her super through. <laughs> dramatic the way they walk her through. Yeah, it's very heavy handed. Yeah. Very heavy around the neck too. Yeah, yeah. Um, heavy but, you around know. the feet, heavy around the neck, heavy, heavy. around the hands. Just she's heavy. pregnant. She is pregnant. She's, <laughs> she's taking a lot carrying, of stress. Yeah, for she's a carrying woman. extra weight. <laughs> uh, but like, man, all yeah. the stress. Like we talked about it before. We'll talk about it again. That child's going to be resilient AF. Yeah, damn right. Um, but also, like, I noticed that through the corridors there was a lot more protection which makes yes. sense given yeah, that's previous true. the way the previous Sharon yeah died. Callie has like a, a no uh, contact mm. zone when they're probably transporting Sharon mm. um, anyway everyone like the crew are kind of shocked but Adama's just like yep let her go and he shoots I've written he shoots the crew his best deal with it yes. right? like yeah. you know how he like he won't say anything he's like deal with it yeah Oh wow, you're right. You're great at the deal with the dice. I see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I shoot them to my interns and juniors on a regular basis. Ah, I see. Um, <laughs> I mean, Practice. I'm not Ty. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, Sharon asks Dee really creepily if she still has her dad's pocket knife. Yeah, and then she uses it to like re- this. Yeah. distressed me because I hate like I don't mind gore, like mm. really overt gore, but I hate like just kind of skin mm. cuts and things like that. Yeah, and yeah, she like cuts up her, her well, cuts open her. Um, wrist uh and like puts the yeah. plug in that was fascinating but also gross it was fascinating i think it's really interesting in this scene the way that she's um interacting with all of the crew mm-hmm. because there's real they did the awkwardness so well of just like yeah. this real like they're so used to her being a colleague and like you know you hear them kind of half saying like sharon like and the way that she addresses them so informally because she's been working with them for so long it's like yeah it's really well done i think that it all is, the actors yeah. did a great job i agree yeah i agree and i think that um now that we know she's a cylon mm. um i think grace park is doing so much 
like stronger work yeah. because she had so much more to work with now that we as the audience understand the nuances of her character. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying her performance this season, yeah. even though she isn't like as big a character because we're not following Boomer on Galactica working mm. out if she's a Cylon or not, you know? Mm. Um, no, I, I agree. Everyone's great. Um, will the Cylon Raiders finally appear in the vicinity after all that flying? They've been they arrive. for so long, man. <laughs> um, so Sharon kind of calls out like on her mark to allow the virus to permeate the mainframe. Mm. And then once it has done, um, once it has to do the, hard um hard drive wipe mm. and she has yeah like this biological kind of plug-in that she'll like know the right time to do it mm. it didn't totally make sense to me how she i think a lot right of this time. like this this stuff didn't make sense no it's very hand wavy it was like but look she's like plugged in but like she's not actually plugged in but like she knows when to send you know when to turn it off but but Would that's you not say actually that, a silent that what thing. she said what she sent is supersonic <laughs> I, I just might i might i would say i didn't understand it so it could possibly be well i mean i don't I understand tell you. what that means so we'll yeah. go with that All supersonic right. waves supersonic. into the space maybe that's um steve's call sign supersonic mm. you supersonic have to say it though because like, too many alliteration for a lisp. all right <laughs> steve's supersonic jeffrey you. there you go <laughs> well anyway um with her super supersonic biological plug-in whatever she's doing it creeps everyone out, um, but it's effective. Um, Adama just, like, at one point it threatens to shoot Sharon until she manages to do something um, through her biological controls that will stop all the raiders in their tracks, which is, like, wasn't she doing that anyway? Mm. Um, but, you know, they... Um, uh, yeah, anyway, the, Adama explains, like, they've sent the virus back um, when she's kind of, like, able to stop all of the... Which he um, just kind of knows. Yeah, it's it's this again. It's that annoying thing where it's like I know the conversation took place off screen. We mm. didn't need to see it, and it was done because then there was going to be more of like a, a twist or a tension element. Mm. But to me, I was just like, okay, you haven't explained how this works. You haven't shown us like what the stakes are really, except we know that silence are coming and they could kill everyone. But that's like every episode, mm. um, and like we don't know enough about the biology of Sharon's like plug in or whatever which seems very like organic material do. right so it's like really yeah weird, like with but... the raider that starbuck flew you yeah know? like there is that bio like biological yeah. uh element but yeah i don't know i mean essentially she was able to stop all the raiders in their tracks yeah and after all that flying they just lose power at the like 11th hour yeah um because they sent the virus back and then the Bi- vipers can just like have a buffet of taking all of the which out. i just think is like shitty what that they just blew them all up yeah like it's just not like i know maybe that's like not um it was kind of disconcerting how much everyone enjoyed blowing them up like i wasn't sure if the show was being like this is this is like the reprieve everyone needed or the show was like everyone's like real ant to like kill those silence yeah i mean for me i just felt like it was in poor taste yeah and like maybe the sharon shooting um you know the target yeah practice. absolutely like i really felt like and maybe they're trying to have a he- heavy-handedly tell us about like how much they've de- dehumanized Humanized, which mm. i mean is fair because they're not human but then i mean if we bring it to like a race conversation or whatever like it is really mm. anyway it's just really um to me i was just like it's so unnecessary like mm-hmm. they're immobilized and like floating around and like maybe you could make an argument that you want them to be out of action but i don't know i just felt like it was Really disrespectful to Sharon as well. A lot of the 
treatment after yeah, this. Like, absolutely. you know, she's just really just gone against her people. Yeah, she's totally put herself on the line for, well, you know, for Hilo and her mm. child, obviously, but like for these people. Yeah. And like, yeah, immediately after they blow up all the Raiders and like Sharon has basically made that happen. Yeah. They're just like, Adama's just like, all right, take this thing back to its cell. Like, yeah. It's just it's very like, yeah, super rude. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Sharon gets pretty hard done by, I guess, but mm. she got everyone out of their one episode um, terrible problem. Mm. Um, we finish with, you know, this kind of resolution of the, the chief's plot um, where the chief and his kind of gang now, I guess, of like collaborators, uh, they get close to finishing the ship when Hilo comes to offer help because, you know, hope brings the people together. Does. Um, did I sound as sarcastic as I feel like I sounded? <laughs> um, Starbuck gets ready to pilot the ship, even though it seems like it's really rickety. It it's manages a bizarre to thing. Up. Like, I'm surprised they let one, like, their best pilot go and just, like, test right? this ship. Well, they once sent, like, you know, 40% of the fleet's reserves or whatever power mm. wasted that finding her, but it's fine to jet her into space. Yeah, whatever. To be fair, I feel like you couldn't get in Starbuck's way about that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, she decided. And, you know, yeah. she made a really high commitment to that so she had um yeah. well it gets up and away pretty quickly Starbuck seems to have fun with it then there's like a whole you know 30 seconds of like oh my god the ship went missing everyone's freaking out but Starbuck was just being sneaky just playing funny buggers how hilarious whoa I mean it's so fun when like everyone's so stressed and tired and like you know exhausted all the time to just like pretend that you died but actually just have your headlights off yep um but she's right I mean if it's a stealth ship at least it's effective. Mm. Um, Roslyn um, is brought to see the ship and she calls it remarkable, which I guess is like an utmost compliment from Roslyn because mm. she's very, you know, reserved. Yeah. Um, everyone kind of signs the ship. The hopeful music plays that really reminds me of the Shire theme from Lord of the Rings. Mm. Um, and Roslyn gives an uplifting speech to the crew. She tells them they'll get through it together, which is a goddamn lie because she's dying. Yes. But, you know, whatever. Like, that's good of her to push they also name the ship after her which they is nice. do yeah they do and they've got more champagne and you know it's Where funny champagne because she wa- she goes to smash it on the ship and i was like they wouldn't yeah. not with the low reserves and then they're like whoa 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 and she's like oh ha 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 and i'm like oh thank goodness <laughs> i know someone's smashed it normally. on the pilot <laughs> uh, on the ship on the pilot and then she bottled someone <laughs> <laughs> Um, Wait, I'm yeah, at the end of my They call the ship Laura, which yeah. is a nice thing to do for like someone they know is dying, I guess. Mm. Um, everyone is happy. Callie and Racetrack even shake hands with Hilo because the show needed us to know that that was resolved neatly. Mm-hmm. And Rosalind and Dharma have like a nice heart to heart about finding common ground over wanting to live. Um, but meanwhile, Sharon's still stuck in the brig, guys. Um, then the, the chief comes to look at her the day. and she they look through the window at each other and then she picks up the phone and after a pause he does as well oh what? shit yeah I don't oh. know why the chief decided then he'd go talk to Sharon could when he could have really day. been like yeah but that was like his moment to like christen that ship the whole point of the episode was how important that ship was yeah but him. he did that whole thing but then <sighs> he went and saw Sharon yeah yeah, maybe while he distracted Hilo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was all a ruse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was the end of that beat by beat. Um, do you want to talk about themes? Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, Lisa's <least> like <laughs> Monday. Yeah. Um, no, no. Yeah, I think that we discuss the theme. Well, I think we both came to similar themes, which is essentially hope 
slash meaningful work yeah and the importance of that um and so what did you say that love and work are the cornerstones of humanness hey mate i didn't say it. freud said it freud said that love and work are the cornerstones of our humanness and i feel he like he actually said the word humanness yep i thought i wrote that wrong nope oh <laughs> not yeah, that smart freud. Hey, freud. i'm not a i'm not a fan of freud for can't the can't tell at all <laughs> <laughs> anyway um i guess the point that freud was making was like you know we need to feel a part of um, a community, uh, have like uh, interpersonal relationships, but we also need to have like things that are important to us. And I feel like, um, like but I mean, if I think about purpose. like Freud's work, like if I'm going to think about like all the different psychological theorists, mm. like I would say that Freud isn't the biggest theorist to talk about like the importance of community. Like there are a lot of other theorists. I'm not who- saying he is. Okay, good. I literally like don't know. I don't do psychology, Lisa. <laughs> Um, I'm just saying Freud said this thing. I'm just going into my life. I'm like, well, I read this thing once that Freud said, and you're like, well, if I were to categorize everyone, he would not be the top. And I'm like, I don't even know who the other five people would be. No, but what I mean is like from if we were just to look at that quote, I think what Freud is saying is that work is important as well. Work is important and and so is love. And I think that the show is also trying to say that in this episode, love and work are important to people. It's true. (laughs) Okay. Although maybe not the cornerstones of our humanness in the show because it seems like Sharon is pretty defined by like love and um, contributing to something. That's true. So, so I mean, maybe that's setting us up for something in the future. Maybe. For the show. Maybe we Freud knows all about Cylons. Maybe. Well, your <laughs> predictions, you don't have a prediction in that vein. We still have not seen if Gator's gay. We still haven't seen if Dee's a Cylon. And we didn't have any Zarek this episode. Well, so. the fact that Dee is now like making eyes at Apollo makes me think that she could be a Cylon because <laughs> that's their strategy is like multi-relationships. Uh, I'm also going to make another prediction. Yeah. Are you ready for I'm it? I'm going to add to it. Yeah. I think that Rosalind's going to live for longer than a month. <laughs> All right. Fair call. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty easy prediction, but I could be wrong as well. <laughs> no spoilers, guys. It depends how the show decides to do deal with time. Yeah. This is true. Like, Time's a we flat just circle. Jump, like 30 days. <laughs> yeah, Who knows yeah, what the next episode will be, which I'm super excited for. Yeah, well, the next episode is going to be Pegasus, episode 10, which should be a pretty exciting ep. Um, you're going to do a live watch, aren't you, Lisa? By the time this is released, that would have already been done. But oh, yes. well, Lisa did a live watch. It was amazing. So <laughs> it was really amazing. Um, oh, sorry, I realized before we wrap up, I forgot to do the frack oh. and the Cylon counts. There were seven fracks, lots. From and I think that we people. did a lot of fracks in this podcast today. Yeah, so many fracks. Mm. It's funny because, like, I feel like our vibe tonight was gave no fracks, but mm. said a lot of fracks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Cylon count two. Not very many. I'm not counting all the, like, slow moving raiders because there are a lot of them. And there's a lot of people. I just imagine you with the, like, TV, computer screen, whatever, just counting. Like, every pausing. time I get a frack, I'm like, oh, I've got to stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean,. That was that was an episode. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Join us next time. We're going to cover um, season season two, episode ten, Pegasus. Lisa will have done her live uh, live watch, which will be awesome. I'm so excited to watch this episode. Yeah, last one of the year. Yeah, exactly. And in mm. the meantime, don't forget follow us on Twitter. Um, not on Instagram because we got rid of that because we're lazy, and also like pretty much all of y'all are on Twitter, so we're just going to do that. Mm. Um, and you know, you can also email us or leave us a review. Please do. Please do. See you on Twitter. Bye. Bye. See you on Twitter. Bye. Mm -hmm.